some mistakenly we've done this too, like sourcing where you give somebody a task, but then they repeatedly come back to you, right? Where you're like, yeah. well, I didn't really delegate that. Like I just made them a task rabbit basically. And yeah. so it's kind of like you're fully empowering that person to take ownership of that responsibility and you're not micromanaging them and they're not coming back to you every day and asking questions. If you do it the right way, it's like you hand it off to them and you allow them to make a mistake. You allow them to own it and you don't hound them for making a mistake because even you and I made so many mistakes like trying to learn stuff or trying to do something the right way. So you got to give them a little grace. And even if you're starting out, you've never done this before. It's like the more thorough you can be with your outcome, your expectation, and then allowing them to own that task and just make a mistake and like, but also make changes. Like part of of the ownership of the task is that, all right, you're into it every day. I'm not doing it every day anymore. So like, do you see a better way to do it? Like you don't have to ask me for approval. Just change it. I care about the end result. Grow your cleaning business, make more money, have more time. This is the Profit Cleaners Podcast with your hosts, Brandon Condry and Brandon Shane. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Profit Cleaners. This is Brandon Shane. And Brandon Condry, here again. In the house, doing another episode to keep it clean for you guys and bring you some fresh value Today, we're going to be talking about some really exciting stuff, actually, that's going to free up your time, free up your life, get you back doing the stuff you love, which is the importance of outsourcing and what to outsource, where to find the best professional. Yep. You're going to learn what we outsourced, when and how we did it, and the screw-ups we made along the way. That's right. And also, if you guys stay till the end of this episode really cool little nugget we're going to leave there at the end is the template for a job posting, how we post jobs to outsource stuff, and a cool little trick that we use to make sure people are following directions, make sure you attract quality candidates that are paying attention to the details right away. So make sure you stay tuned for that. And what else? we got some housekeeping to do. Yeah, make sure you subscribe to the podcast if you haven't done that. And if you you really like what we're doing, leave a review. Tell your friends that own service businesses about it. Lots of people could get some points out of us. So yeah, go for it. Spread it around. Spread it around. And um, also make sure you guys check out the weekly masterclass that we're still doing, like a live training, how to basically grow your cleaning business and attract way more recurring customers and a lot of value there as well. So go to profitcleaners.com slash masterclass to check that out and sign up for the free live coaching class we do. And without further ado, let's hop into the, to the show. Let's do it. All right. So we're going to talk about outsourcing. What does that even mean? Why would you outsource? People are afraid of that word sometimes. Like, yeah, we're not talking about hiring a call center in India to answer your phone. Although there are services that do that. That's just not one that we use. Right. So we're just talking about replacing maybe the things that you do that you don't want to do or Mm -hmm. that are just sucking up a lot of time and they're just easy to hand off to somebody else to make your owner of the business time more valuable, more applicable. Right. And I think what a lot of people get caught up in, especially we did in the beginning was, you know, you're starting out and you have to wear in all the hats. You're like the one dude running the whole show, right? So yeah. you have to do everything in the beginning on some, not everything, but I mean, a good amount yeah, really. Like when we started, you were cleaning toilets. I was answering phones. Like what we're trying to do is balance out the minimum viable product lean startup sort of situation where you just get it going, like get it out the door mm-hmm. versus not getting trapped into doing that forever to grow like in our other episodes we've kind of explained some sales techniques and things that you can kind of use to grow the company right. but realistically growth means more people more work right and so is there a bridge between hiring five people right away like you don't want to hire 
a CFO, a sales guy, a receptionist. You can't do that if you don't have any customers. Right. But is there a way to get you from, all right, we have a few customers. I want more. How do I get to that part where I actually have all those people in house? And that's what we're talking about with outsourcing. Yeah. And it's kind of like knowing that balance of when's the right time to do that and take that next step to hire an employee or hire an office person or hire another team to help you. Like if you're still doing the cleaning, like then hire a team to start cleaning for you and start those are like maybe some of the the first things you should start doing and actually kind of what got this all going is we started going through uh, a a couple different books one of them was profit first profit first by mike michalowicz which i think we've talked a little bit about before Mm -hmm. and then another book by mike michalowicz is uh clockwork and so Mm -hmm. clockwork is basically the very detailed blueprint on how to execute this how to Mm -hmm. you know replace yourself within the business we're going to do a whole episode on We'll yeah. just call it the Mike McCallowitz episode. I don't know. We're gonna we'll cover profit <laughs> first and uh, yeah. clockwork in that. But just to kind of give you guys the heads up that that's where a lot of this is based off of. And so we'll put mm-hmm. some links in the show notes to go pick up those books if you want to get a head start before that episode comes out. Yeah, and I would say it's like hand in hand because what profit first really helped us with was um, getting back that money. It's like getting back you know yeah. the lack of money, whereas clockwork is getting he's tackling the lack of time. Time. Right. The profit first side, that's a good segue into kind of the first hire we made that wasn't a cleaner. So mm-hmm. in before profit first, we would get to a payroll, mm-hmm. overdraft our account by several thousands of dollars. Luckily, mm-hmm. our bank was nice about it. Mm-hmm. But we were just stuck in this loop where we were, we were constantly in the negative whenever we ran payroll. Right. Profit first helped us solve that problem. To get to the time thing, I remember you pushing me like hey we got to hire an admin person to help like answer the phone and stuff and my yeah. pushback was how are we going to pay this person if we're already overdrafting the payroll right. account every time yeah. how are we going to do it and so i resisted it for weeks months maybe i don't know how long before i finally was like all right we got to do it there's no way around it yeah and it was just monumental like the shift that happened as soon as we did do oh, that man right? it was like light speed i wish we'd done it the day that you told me to do it you that, told me in your other companies that this is the first hire we make we always hire mm-hmm. a virtual sort of admin to help tackle this stuff and i was like oh we can't i'm a control freak i got to keep everything under where i can see it and you know touch it and move buttons and stuff and yeah. so in the end it was kind of confronting a fear about trusting someone else with a baby really this is our baby right we have together this business which is gonna do lots of things for us in the future but like i just don't want to hand that over to like someone that we found on craigslist like how do you do that so right it was a big leap to be able to do it but man it was a huge change yeah it was like this huge weight lifted is and this also goes into you got to hire the right person and train them and have the right processes in place too but what we noticed i think was just huge weight lifted right like we were able to concentrate on more maybe designing the business doing higher level stuff like generating more sales doing more well so what happened right right away is that okay i'm in the office Mm -hmm. i'm answering phones you're dealing with customer complaints, you're dealing with billing, like I gotta change this credit card, you're opening the mail because mm-hmm. you're the CEO, so you gotta make sure this bill gets paid and blah, blah, blah. And then you're also dealing with the employee issues that were happening during the day, like we're locked out of this house, how do we get in, I'll call them, hold on. Yeah. So we were both so busy with that that it left not so much time to actually bring in new customers. So right. like we've got advertising out there, but we don't have time to actually run out and do the estimates because we were so slammed. So mm-hmm. what hiring... Claudia. Claudia was our first non-cleaner hire. What hiring Claudia did was she took up all the stuff that 
I realized after the fact that I hated to do. So in the <laughs> beginning, I was just like, this is the business. This is what I got to do. Right. But she took on phone answering, billing, scheduling, dealing with the teams during the day. She spoke Spanish. So she was dealing with the teams without using Google Translate and slowing everything down. Right. And so it was perfect. And so what that freed me up to do was make sure all the operations stuff is done, like the boring mm -hmm. nuts and bolts of running a business with bill pay and all that stuff. Right. But then to really be out in the field doing sales 24-7, as much as possible. Right. That was what allowed us to kind of take a first leap in growth was more right. sales because I had more time. Yeah. And I think what all this kind of comes back to is just this core principle that we've heard forever, this cliche probably, but work smarter, not harder, right? And it's, right. it's just like, how can you create this environment where you're systematizing things or help, putting people in specific roles where they're adding so much value, freeing up so much of your time so you can keep going so much faster, which is really what Claudia did uh, for sure from, from the get go. And that was eye opening. You know? And you know, in my mind, Claudia is one in a million. I think she's awesome and she's amazing. But in reality, Claudia isn't one in a million. If you craft the job post correctly and you got the training sort of set up on the back end, you can mm -hmm. find someone like this in your neighborhood. I, you know, we can't clone Claudia, but you can find one nearby. Right. And I would just say too, like when we started, I know a lot of people start cleaning themselves. Like we did a little bit, but we like, tr that was part of our business plan was to immediately have an inventory of people to servicing and de deploying the product out to the market. So I would say that's even probably our very first outsourcing was the cleaners. Well, totally. Yeah. I mean, right? yeah. So the first outsourcing was we're not going to clean. Right. But we only had three people. So if someone called in sick, sometimes we did have to go. Clean. Right. So that was a and thing. And those were crazy days. But Claudia no. was the first sort of non-cleaning professional that we hired. Yeah. And I would also say right about that time, we, we were experimenting with doing what you mentioned just a little bit ago, which was a virtual assistant where um, we didn't quite have that person yet. But like you mentioned, a lot of the other businesses I've run have been online and we've always had a virtual assistant, which is someone that's never really full time. They're more of a contract worker. Um, we'll tell you where to get some of these people here here in a sec. But um, really, there starts to become a lot of these like small mundane tasks, minutia tasks that are just like bogging you down. Like you said, yeah. updating a credit card or running a billing report or doing something like that right. on the back end. Yeah. So we did hire a virtual assistant and that was really close to the time that we had hired Claudia. Right. But the virtual assistant who is overseas and works opposite hours, mm -hmm. we assign her a bunch of tasks that she's able to do overnight, basically, that don't require customer interaction. So right. in our case, our pricing for cleaning is based off of square footage. One of the things that we do to mm -hmm. prepare that estimate is verify the square footage. And right. the way that we do that is with tax records. So we're mm -hmm. looking up on the county website, how big is this address? And that was part of the time suck for me is like, okay, now I got out into the field and I'm doing estimates, but I was prepping the estimates myself mm. in between estimates and having this gap of time. Right. Well, when we gave that to Elmi, right. she would do it overnight. And so all the next day's sales were prepped for me. And so like, I didn't right. have to do anything. I could just show up to a house. Here's your stuff. Here's right. the, we already verified your square footage. And some people are like, oh man, where'd you find that number? And I'm like, oh, we looked it up on public yeah. records. That again, just even expanded the sales more because right. then I was able to squeeze more of them in in a day because I didn't have to leave that gap for prep. I didn't have to have that buffer to, right. to prep things. 
Yeah. And I think it's a lot of those little things like in the beginning, those little things that kind of slow you up. Like we weren't even able to answer the phone sometimes because we were like juggling 10 other things and a customer complaint and an email over here. And, but I remember even in the early days with Elmi, some, one of the first things she helped us do was go through our software and like scrape a bunch of data and like update some address info. I don't know what it was, but it was just like hours and hours of like mindless numbing crazy work that would you know, yeah really crazy and we didn't even have time to do that so no so she helped you know. us update that she updates those customer things overnight she mm-hmm. is screening voicemails that come in so we know that first thing in the morning these are the ones that have to be rescheduled they called in overnight and said my kid's sick i need to do it so like we tackle those first right and then the rest of them just kind of get put into a queue so Right. It helps Claudia prioritize her morning as well. So which mm-hmm. things should I tackle first instead of reading through the whole list of stuff that came in? Yeah. So the virtual assistant was great with mm-hmm. minor things. We ended up hiring mm-hmm. a second virtual assistant to mm-hmm. kind of help me deal with some finance stuff. They help us do mm-hmm. the profit first bank transfers mm-hmm. and some reporting that I do. So you've, right. you've called me the spreadsheet ninja a couple times. Mm-hmm. Being a spreadsheet ninja, if you're going to do it yourself, you mm-hmm. got to go look up the data and plug in the data into the spreadsheet. Right. With the virtual assistant and Zeep, we were able to have someone else look up the data overnight, plug it into this spreadsheet. Zapier does the fancy formatting and then I just come in in the morning and look at a dashboard. Right. And so that also was a good hire. Like I've never regretted any of our outsourcing. Right. Yeah. And I think, you know, how I kind of think of it too is Elmi, our our virtual assistant, who by the way is in the Philippines and for years and years and years, I would say 10 years now, I've had people I've worked with in the Philippines. They are amazing, amazing people to work with for outsourcing because I can go into a whole bunch of details here, but basically they just are super loyal they are super reliable. They have a great amount of respect for America. We saved their butt in the war and Japan was bombing them or something like that. So we, yep. things like that and their history. And I kid you not, I've worked with all these different outsourcers from China to Pakistan to like the Middle East, like all over the like Slavic countries. And it always comes back to the Filipinos or like they just outperform everybody. They always show up. They don't complain. They just, they do the work and it's awesome to work with them. So I would highly recommend if you're looking for like a virtual assistant for maybe handling like lower level tasks, like we were talking like running billing or reports or stuff in the back end. It's just super low level, but it needs to get done. That's a great position for the Filipino virtual assistant. Yeah. Whereas the financial person that we hired was actually in the country and that required a little more high touch. They needed to be on our time zone. So yeah, could- I need to be able to talk to them during the day and interact with them without mm-hmm. having to wait like six hours for them to come back. Right. So we'll, we'll cover how you could do it at the end. But okay, so we got our two virtual assistants. We got Claudia. The next hire we made was basically a duplicate of Claudia. We hired another person in the office. Right. And so Claudia was unable to pass off some of her stuff they kind of mm-hmm. split so one of them is going to manage teams and one of them is going to manage customers mm-hmm. and so that's a w2 full-time employee with us so there's two people in the office right two people virtual and then you had done some outsourcing with the marketing and the website so mm-hmm. tell people about that yeah so like in the beginning just like we're saying guys sometimes you got to do what you got to do but like in the beginning we bootstrapped and we built the website and it was it was pretty good but you know like we ended up outsourcing that actually just really recently I'm outsourcing that and with some of the other outsourcing like honestly uh, just to go back to where when we started like this isn't something you have to just right out of the gate have a full-time person. Like I think Elmi, our virtual assistant in the Philippines, she started like one or two hours a week. You yep. know, it's all we could afford you. Same with the finance VA. And, and, She's yep. also just a couple hours a week right now. And we're right. going gonna to maybe hand off payroll soon. Like that'll take up a little bit more. But the point of having a virtual assistant that's on a contract basis is that mm-hmm. you're not 
W2ing them and guaranteeing right. that they're going to get 20 hours as a part time employee. Right. You're just, they'll just expand. Needed. And, like, you know, the flip side of that is that you're not their only customer. Like, they're helping other people do the same right. thing. But when they're working for you, they're just working for you. Right. But yeah, you can, in the beginning, you think, like, oh man, I don't need a part time assistant. You're like, fine. But if you freed up five hours of yourself mm-hmm. over a given week, what could you do in that five hours that you're not doing right now? Right. Could you design a new marketing campaign? Could you right. go door hanging? Could you hire a kid to go do door hanging right. while you just map out the neighborhoods you want yeah. the door hangers to go? There's ways to leverage your time by right. getting rid of simple stuff. You're not talking yep. about getting rid of hiring or <laughs> dealing with the customers. Like If you enjoy talking to the customers, keep that part. But right. if you are short on time, mm-hmm. get rid of the stuff that you know that someone could do with an internet connection somewhere else. Right. And I think what it comes down to is this idea of like organizational or operational efficiencies and doing more with less resources even, you know, and, and even, you know, you are working smarter, not harder. And you're finding those people like Claudia who fits that role perfectly of customer service. And she's on the front lines of doing that. And so you try to match like those strengths with those roles. Right. And right. and then you're offloading simultaneously offloading time. Now you're freed up your time. So maybe, yeah, maybe you're focusing on something else, higher level, like you're designing a marketing campaign or something else that will generate revenue for the business. Or maybe you're just generating freer time that you can do something else you love, or you can go do something with your family. But you're not burning out is the point. And right. You, yeah. You know, you you're freeing your, up time. Pick your kids up from school. Like if right. you free up those hours per week, then on Tuesdays and Thursdays, you leave it two o'clock to go get your kids. Like something like that. Yeah. We got the marketing person that was doing yes. SEO and the website and lots of tasks got pushed off to this one company, which has been great. And we pay yeah. them on a contract basis and yeah. it's cheaper than hiring someone still. And right. even though it's the most expensive version of that that we've used so far, we did start with a local SEO person yeah. who was what we needed at the time. And right. then when we outgrew it, we moved on to something that was focused on cleaning companies. Right. We even started, um, I'm just going to spill the beans here where we start. We, we do a lot of these hires, but it's on Upwork. And we started a lot of our marketing and different things on Upwork because now we have, you know, transitioned it over to a, a larger um, agency that'll handle more of that. But like, yeah, you just, wherever you're starting out, that's the beauty of freelancing is you can be like, I only have this many dollars to spend on ads this month or SEO this month or whatever it is that you want to do to grow your business. And so the beauty of freelancers is they can be like, that's great. Whereas when you go to a bigger operation, they might need a contract where it's a lot more and you have to pay it every month. And so right. this is a little more in between where you can kind of ramp up to the next level, which is where we're at now, which you mentioned, which is like, we have somebody, it used to be a local SEO guy and he kind of, he kind of didn't do some things so well. And so we, we fired him and we moved to another company that's now handling SEO and Google ads. And we have another guy managing Facebook ads. And they got um, a chat bot that yeah, talks yeah. to customers for us. The nice thing about Upwork too, is that you can hire people for a project basis. Like we've mm-hmm. talked about virtual assistants that work with us consistently week over week. But right. when we got Zapier going to get all those fancy spreadsheets going, you hired a dude from Russia that just yeah. designed the zaps or what they're called the actual programming on how to take this number do x and then drop it into this other thing exactly and that was a one-time thing and we've gone back to him i don't know two or three times and we needed some tweaks here and there yeah but you're not 
just because you're hiring a virtual assistant or a project consultant or whatever doesn't mean that you're married to them for 10 hours a week forever. Yeah, and even if their hourly rate is $100 an hour, well, you might only need them for 10 minutes to just look over something, some snafu that happened or something broke or whatever, and you're like, hey, I don't know what happened. Can you fix that real quick? And it's not always, yeah, this huge bill that it's just very, it's like chunks as you need it, kind of as needed. Yeah. Right? And so that's- So yeah, be- Upwork is a wealth of- everything like they've got categories you can find all kinds of things in there and you know stick around to the end and we'll give you a little bit of tidbits on how to how to post the right job description within Upwork yeah the other thing after we did the SEO stuff Mm -hmm. we were able to hire a friend of mine who's doing part-time sales and this one was huge for me yeah this took off my plate something like 25 hours a week is what I've been estimating and he's able to do more estimates than I was because I was only doing estimates on three days a week, but more like two and a half mm-hmm. because we had, I was dealing with running a business. So like I had certain days where I had to be in the office all day so that I could do things like process payroll. But the point was he's going to come in, work consistently. Right now he's only part-time, so he's one to 5 p.m. every day. Mm-hmm. But because he's consistent with those hours, our estimate calendar, the amount of customers that we could put through the pipeline more than doubled. And so he's doing up to like 30 of these a week. And on a good week, I was doing like 12. It's also because we trimmed that process instead of going out in person. It's all virtual on Zoom now. So he can pack in like twice as many estimates. Thanks, COVID. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) And we're more efficient now. And you're also not doing it. So it's like now you have all this time freed up to do not only what you love, but also the higher level stuff. Like really, this is getting you from doing, 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 which is what a lot of people get bogged down in the weeds of their business to actually designing your business and working in the higher level stuff that actually it's like the visionary stuff that moves you forward, that gets you the bang and the boom and like right. the, the motion, you know? So. Yeah. So with sales, like I recorded a bunch of virtual estimates that we did over Zoom. Mm-hmm. I let Matt watch those estimates. So he kind of got the flow down. Right. Then I sat in on a couple that he did mm-hmm. and I was there to jump in and answer any questions that might come up. Right. And then he's been on his own ever since. So it was like three days of training. And then every now and then he'll shoot me a message saying like, hey, there's this weird thing that wasn't covered. Like it's just something he hasn't seen before. But he never asked the same question twice. And, you know, he's planning on going full time, you know, whenever that's convenient for him. But it's been, that one was monumental. Mm -hmm. So that type of thing, like once you're comfortable with it, like as soon as you get into the outsourcing, you get rid of this small task. You realize that the world didn't implode. The business didn't destroy itself overnight. No bills didn't go unpaid. Right. And you're like, okay, great. Now I can maybe expand it like it gets a little bit addicting like you need to get rid of this and get rid of that and then my quality of life right now has like never been higher I you know like I spend my kids doing virtual school right now like a lot of people's kids are I'm guessing because of the pandemic and so Mm -hmm. I'm able to stay at home on Tuesdays and Thursday mornings and make sure that she's getting signed into stuff I still have a full day at the office every week take half days on Fridays. We were able to work out today. Both of us. You Both of us. Right? Yeah. 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 We worked out. We our both trainer. went and saw our personal trainer. That's a trade. We, yeah. we clean his house and he teaches <laughs> us how not to be fat. It's great. Right. So the things that actually matter that give you back so much of your life that you can like keep driving forward. That's what this frees up is that right. time to do that, those things. You yeah. Know? And then the last one, the most recent one that we did is this one I struggled with in the beginning, but mm-hmm. like I guess I did with Claudia too, but mm-hmm. you just you just learn it as you go on. Right. So we hired what's called a fractional CFO and she comes with a bookkeeper. So they give us X amount of hours per week. The CFO, you bounce ideas off of. You say, hey, we're thinking about 
moving the office to Colorado or something like that. Right. And they'd be like, oh man, for you to be able to do that, you're going to have to do this, that, or the other thing, or here's what you need to organize, or these are your tax implications. So the CFO is very knowledgeable in that area. And I didn't even know that you could do this. I didn't know that you could hire a CFO, not just part-time, but yeah. just like you're working three hours a week and yeah. your bookkeeper's tied to you and they're helping keep our books. Yeah. We had outsourced bookkeeping. That was one of the very first things we did with a company right. called Bench. And they kind of connect to QuickBooks and manage stuff for you. And we outgrew them. And then we switched mm-hmm. to a different company that folded. And now we're with this CFO. But the, I'm, the CFO is what I think is like the end result for us. Right. And we'll stay with them until we outgo to them to the point where we need an in-house CFO. Yeah. And I bet the CFO, or the fractional CFO, will help us hire that person because they know what to look for. Yeah, exactly. And I think a lot of what it comes down to, because at some point you're like, yeah, I want to do everything. and I want to, But you really don't. You don't want to be the expert at everything. You don't want to also have to learn how to do graphic design and billing and software and marketing and sales. Like, you want to focus in on what your strengths are, what you're really good at, and do that. And let someone else delegate it to someone else who, even though your ego might get in the way and you're like, oh, I could probably do it better. Well, if you give them the right process and the training, like they probably can do it better than you and you just right. got to let yeah, it go. No. You know, they're specialized. So of course they can do it better. Yeah. When you're scatterbrained like that, you're going to be a jack of all trades, but a master of none. Right. Like you need to niche into the design of the business. Like if that's the thing that you want to do, you want to be the big visionary and make it go bigger, then that's what you need to focus on. So you have mm-hmm. to hand off all the other bits and pieces. Right. If you really like doing the customer stuff like then hey, stay on top of the customers like maybe they mm-hmm. really like having an ear of the owner like whenever they talk to you that's fine but then outsource the other stuff right okay and so we covered like where we got to right what we hired when we did it yeah so i, I just want to add in yeah. one other thing from clockwork because and we'll, we're going to do an, again guys a whole another episode on clockwork but kind of the the framework he uses there is there's the 4d mix of any business which is doing deciding delegating and designing and you want to most businesses are really highly focused on doing and you want to move your focus more towards designing and that's where you really get the momentum and the big strides when you're designing where your business and the flow of your business and how the best person for that role is doing that thing right but just back to delegating really quick like that's why we need to elaborate more on this all together is just because it's a fine art and science of doing all this and really when you're delegating it's like some mistakenly we've done this too like i've done this a lot of times outsourcing where you give somebody a task but then they repeatedly come back to you right where you're like yeah. well i didn't really delegate that like i just made them a task rabbit basically and yeah. so it's kind of like and we're, we're gonna get all into this like you said recording videos and how to actually create these processes to hand off and but when you fully delegate when you fully outsource guys it's like you're fully empowering that person to take ownership of that responsibility and you're not micromanaging them and they're not coming back to you every day and asking questions if you do it the right way it's like you hand it off to them and you allow them to make a mistake you allow them to own it and you don't hound them for making a mistake because even you and i made so many mistakes like trying to learn stuff or trying to do something the right way so you got to give them a little grace and even if you're starting out you've never done this before it's like the more thorough you can be with your outcome, your expectation, and then allowing them to f- own that task and just make a mistake and like, but also, like, but also make but, changes. Like part, make of, changes, part of the ownership yeah. of the task is that, all right, you're into it every day. I'm not doing it every day anymore. So like, right. do you see a better way to do it? Exactly. Like you don't have to ask me for approval. Just change it. Just change I care it. about the end result. Yep. With sales, I care that you closed this many customers yeah. over a period and you hit a goal. Right. I don't want you to change it to the point where you're lying to them about what we're doing, <laughs> right. but like you can alter your pitch however you want it. Like I just did it because that's the way that I talk, but 
you have a different way of doing it. You tell jokes, like whatever. Right. Like, yeah, change it however you want it. Like, I'm, that's totally fine. Yeah, and like things are going to change. Like a process or a piece of the software you're using might change or the market might change. So you allow that person to have full ownership so they can make be like, I see a better way to do it or actually the process on the back end changed. So this is going to change a little bit and they're now able to fully own that. And like it just it doesn't bog you down because they're not coming back to you every time to ask questions. It's like. Now the company's just freely flowing and tasks are getting done and they're owning that stuff. And that's yeah. really what we're talking about here is to free up that time. And you're now designing that flow and working on the tire level stuff in, in the business. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. So we told you guys what we've outsourced so far, how we did it, when we did it. The mistakes mm-hmm. we made along the way, I think, were mostly related to mm-hmm. not doing it sooner. Yeah. So if we were starting from scratch mm-hmm. and we had our knowledge... What I would do differently is we would have launched the company mm-hmm. with a virtual assistant in tow. Like, right away. we've already got one right away. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it might take a couple of weeks of us figuring stuff out to get you mm-hmm. some tasks. But right away you're in it. You're learning the company as we're learning it. Right. So here's your thing. You're going to figure it out. You can prep estimates. You can look up. And you can take the customer data that went into Asana and copy it into our CRM which is not connected to the internet. Mm -hmm. So like that stuff, like that would have been the given right away. And then once we, bottoms out the strong word, once we got a little bit busier Mm -hmm. and we were spending too much time on the phone and the sales started to dip, that's when we would have made the pull to get someone in the office right away. Right. And so, you know, like you could talk about, we need more funding to do all that. But the way that we hired Claudia is that we were paying Corby, our Mm -hmm. our mentor consultant. We had Mm -hmm. a consulting agreement with him and Mm -hmm. I had, written him an email saying like, Hey, we are slammed. Mm-hmm. I need to hire someone in the office, but I need to be able to pay them. And so what made me feel better about it was just that he was like, yeah, take a holiday from the consulting payments for like six months. And so we didn't pay him for six months. Mm-hmm. And that was able to allow us to pay Claudia while we trained. Right. So to redo it, like I wouldn't worry so much about finding the funding to cover someone right away. If you have zero revenue, you obviously have a problem, but mm-hmm. Take a pay cut, man. Like if this person's going to save your skin and save you time, then don't pay yourself for a month or two, whatever mm-hmm. it may be. Mm-hmm. And then use those funds to get it because the payoff will be the time to increase the sales and the revenue way faster than we did in the beginning. Yeah. And I think it even goes back to like we started doing some of the cleaning, but really from the get go, we outsourced that cleaning so that we could have time to generate those sales, do the marketing, do the operational stuff right away. And so I think if you are still doing the cleaning, like you should as yeah. soon as possible. From a, from a priority standpoint, yeah. if you are still actively cleaning with, mm-hmm. maybe it's just you, but maybe it's you and you hired someone to help you clean, you got to hire someone to replace you. You right. got to hire yourself so you can actually spend some time in the office. Yeah. Then you're doing the office stuff during office hours instead mm-hmm. of after you're done cleaning. Yeah. Then get yourself a virtual assistant, hand off some of the easy stuff. Could be in your time zone, could be overseas, whatever. Like you need the internet, here's how to do it. Yeah. And then just keep going. Like if you just think about it, you can outsource lots of stuff. You can outsource sorts, yeah. ads. We outsourced our logo design in the beginning. Right. You can outsource the website. Mm-hmm. If you're a business owner already, you know that you're getting hit up for SEO spam all the time anyway. <laughs> but like, you got to do your research. Like, Don't just jump at the first thing that comes to you. Right. But that's why we've got this little tidbit of information. We're going to do like show you how to do this. To a little, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so just real quick guys, like some of the sites that you can use to outsource 
Upwork, we already mentioned, is a fantastic site. It used to be called uh, Odesk or something else before. But Upwork is tremendous because you can not only find really high quality people on there, but you can, they have this cool like time tracking software. So like you can actually see when they log in and what they're doing. Like, so you yeah, know, they, they're they take actually screenshots of what they're doing on their computer. So if yeah. you get a screenshot back of them browsing the internet, then you can yeah. dispute and not and, pay that. And like, that's <laughs> happened before. And I'm like, Hey, what were you doing over here? And they're like, Oh, whoops, I forgot to, you know, whatever. Um, but normally, you know, just, just that kind of uh, peace of mind that, you know, like I can see what they're working on, even if they're across the world, I can see all their reviews i can see other people have vetted them so i know they're good it's not just some random dude off craigslist that i'm going to entrust my business to right so upwork is amazing we're going to have a link for that in the show notes fiverr is a really cool one but it's more they've come a long way but it's a little bit lower level sometimes like you might not always get the highest quality people or you know it's just faster turnover type stuff but check out fiverr too um they've got a lot of really cool stuff or even just to spark ideas like what kind of work you can even outsource they have all sorts of categories on there when we first started, man, I think the first thing we outsourced was our logo. On yep. the, and we used 99designs to do yep. that. 99designs is so cool. You post a job, how much you're willing to pay for it. And then we got submissions from Romania, India, China. All over the world. Yep. And yeah, like two, I think the one we actually chose was based in Romania. And so yep. that design package we had chosen was our logo, business cards, I think we got some letterhead out of it and we've used that ever since. Ever since, yeah. And you get like, it's like crowdsourcing for design. You're like two or 300 designers giving a design when, as opposed to like one and you're like, oh, I don't know. Like you have so much more variety to choose from and you really have a good feel for what you like and what you want. So that's a really cool one for logo designs. Uh, just in general for like quick, even to do it yourself a little bit, uh, Canva is a really cool design tool that you can use just to make quick social media graphics or blog posts. Yeah, they have lots of templates um, that you can kind of base it off of it's pretty easy yeah but really guys like where this all started kind of was years ago when i had internet businesses i was went through a course and it was it's kind of a weird mindset shift to think of this this way but when you're outsourcing the whole idea is to replace yourself right and you're like oh replace myself i don't want to replace myself like it sounds scary but really you want to replace yourself that's the whole idea and essence of business is so it can run without you it can be automated it can be fluid and like run like clockwork right so but but you still um, get paid but you still get paid right because you've (laughs) designed this flow in these systems yeah, you designed right? a machine that manufactures money yeah and so just like real quick like the we'll give you guys the template for a job post and some examples and things but a tip that i learned a long time ago that's gone a long way outsourcing is just when you write that post like essentially you want to say specifically as possible here's what i need you know here's all the details and be as specific as possible and what the outcome what the expectations are but just so you can find, because sometimes you post these jobs and you get like 100 or 200 people that apply to them. You're like, well, what the heck? How do I even sift through all this? Um, a little trick that we've used is just post at the very end of your job posting a little snippet of text that says, reply to this job post with the keyword. And we use sunshine a lot or it can be whatever you want. But you use a certain keyword that designates and that helps you know that that person is paying attention. Not only have they seen your job post, they're not just hitting reply with a copy paste template. They've read through your whole job post. They've read to the last line of your job post that says reply in the title of your reply of your job, you know, that you want this job, sunshine or some other word, some other keyword that designates that. Okay, now I know this person knows that. I know that they're following directions. I know that their like attention to detail is high because this is a small detail in this job post and they followed that direction or that detail. We've even gone so far in more, more recent job posts to have someone send a video to us. And, you know, like, I like that one. And, and, I like having them send a video because you kind of get to hear them 
speak passionately about why yeah. they want the job. And if they're, if they're too nervous to record the video, then I don't know, maybe it's not a good fit. Yeah. And it, it actually weeds out the people that go the extra mile, which you want people that have a great attitude that have a go getter attitude. Like even with the cleaners, we do this too. And a lot of them send us videos and we're like, wow, that was awesome. Like that person has that drive. They want the extra mile and that already separates them from the pack, you know? So it's just like one little tool, one little nugget that'll help you guys when you're doing these job posts is just put something in it that allows you to know that that person on the other end is paying attention and you see them already from day one you gave them a task and you assigned it to them and they follow directions right away and that's like the quickest way to know that that person's already reading the details following directions the next thing i would do is give them one more small task and be like hey do this log into our software or do this run a quick report and report back to me that's all just something small just let them do it and see how they respond see how they fall through with it and if they do it then that person's a good candidate, you know, like look at the rest of their reviews and, you know, ask them some more questions, maybe set up a phone call with them if they're, even if they're overseas, but especially, you know, if they're in town, they can come in and do an in-person interview or something or a Zoom call. But those are just some quick tips, guys, that I think will help you out a lot in finding higher quality people and just get you on the road to freeing up your time, freeing up your life and working smarter, not harder, you know? Yep. So, so thanks for listening, guys. Hopefully you're able to take that info and hire your first virtual assistant if you haven't had one already yeah. or your first cleaner if you're still cleaning houses. Yeah. But, you know, don't forget to subscribe and review. That's always very helpful. Yep. Tell anyone that you did, you know, that likes cleaning companies and absolutely. And keep it clean, guys. Keep it clean. Thanks. Thanks for joining us today. To get more info, including show notes, updates, trainings, and super cool free stuff, head over to ProfitCleaners.com. And remember, keep it clean.